The following guided meditation was given at Common Ground Meditation Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Good evening, everyone. You probably have heard the same advice, you know, wherever we catch ourselves saying, I have to, we can just substitute the phrase, I get to. (laughs) This is a perfect time for that switch, you know, because some of us, like for myself, as an example, you know, I have to be here to lead the loving kindness on Friday night, but that's not a helpful attitude. I get to be here to do this practice together. See how it really changes things. So I'm really grateful I'm not here alone. And uh, just a minor miracle that there are those of us who have the time and good fortune to gather like this and to do our best to keep in mind, keep in heart these attitudes wholesome, generous, radiant attitudes of love, of kindness, compassion, appreciative joy, and equanimity. And uh, I was writing up today the uh, practice theme for the Sutta study group. So I think there's probably close to 100 people who were in the three Sutta study groups at Common Ground Meditation Center. And uh, they meet the first Saturday of the month, so we're meeting tomorrow morning. So I wrote up the discussion theme for next month, so they have the month to practice with it. And I uh, just shared this teaching that's been around for a long time. Uh, Ram Das, some of you know, was really instrumental in bringing some of the teachings from the East here to the West, starting back in the 60s. He was originally, um, as a young adult, a Harvard psychology professor, along with uh, um, Timothy Leary doing experiments on LSD and other hallucinogens. And then, uh, I don't know if they got fired, but somehow they left Harvard. And and Ram Das went to India and studied with some of the sort of wise folks in India in the late 60s. including his teacher Neem Karoli Baba, pretty well-known spiritual teacher around that time in India. And uh, he eventually had to come back to the States, and it was hard for him to leave his teacher, who he had felt a really deep connection with. And Neem Karoli Baba had this great, simple takeaway teaching for Ram Das. Ram Das was originally Richard Alpert, but he changed his, uh, I think that's the name that his teacher gave him, Ram Das, sort of servant of the divine, is what the basic translation of that is. And um, Neem Karoli Baba's teaching to Ram Das before he came back to the United States was, don't throw anyone out of your heart. That's just such a useful practice instruction. Because, you know, in little and big ways, we're throwing people out of our heart or other beings or even inanimate objects out of our heart all the time. You know, and a lot of it is unconscious. There's certain symbols or certain attributes that we see or sense in somebody or in something, 
and it's like not okay. And we we have sort of just justified or rationalized aversion and hatred. Maybe it's quite mild, mild enough not even to stand out, but it's not a friendly way of being in that moment. It's a disconnected way, you know, or a dualistic way, sort of what's allowed in, what's on the inside, the good side, and what's on the bad side. So in our meditation this evening, we're going to explore using the laboratory of our own heart here, right? Our own body, our own heart, this felt sense that just comes with being a living being. And of course, as we're sitting for about 40 minutes or so, we'll have lots of thought, a lot of emotion, a lot of sensation, hearing sounds, seeing sights. There will be a whole world of experience. And our practice will be like, initially it's just the faith or confidence that I can have a friendly relationship with everything that shows up internally or externally in my experience for this period of time. And even if I notice that I'm having an unfriendly relationship with a memory or pain in the knee or whatever it might be, can I have a friendly relationship to recognizing that the mind is being unfriendly? Right. So we're never out of the game or we're never sort of away from the practice. It's like, well, can I include that too? Because for, by friendly, we just mean we're willing, the heart's willing to include the experience. Not, we're sort of abandoning the work of fear and aversion where we're separating ourselves from some sensation, a memory, a feeling we're having, some mental content. And when we catch that we are in an unfriendly relationship, just see, just be curious, can I have a friendly relationship with being unfriendly. Can I care about that? Oh, I'm being unfriendly, and I care about that. I'm going to include the fact that I'm being unfriendly. I'm going to be curious about it. I'm going to hold it in a generous way. Not that I like being unfriendly or aversive or whatever it is that you're catching yourselves you know, caught up in. It's not that we like it, it's just that it happens to be the way it is. And then the thing we're exploring, well, maybe maybe the appropriate way is to be friendly, even when my mind is acting out. So when that person was unmuted and there was some sound coming in, did you relate in a friendly way? And if you didn't, if you got irritated, did you relate to the irritation in a friendly way? So we're not going to worry so much about catching ourselves being unfriendly. We're going to see them as opportunities to be curious about being friendly with an unfriendly heart and mind. Okay? And the last thing I want to say about the guided meditation, it really doesn't matter 
what shows up for each of us in terms of our mental content, emotional content, in terms of sensation or the sounds in the room where you are. Because we're exploring like, you know, we're not, we're not like interested in loving kindness practice that's just good when we're around cute puppies or, you know, I was, uh, I spent a couple of days up in northern Minnesota and, uh, real, real close to the Boundary Waters and uh, when my partner had a, has an artist residency, she's still up there for a few more days. And it's so, so beautiful and the lake was just perfect. And then there were the biting flies. <laughs> so it's just sort of interesting, like, uh, it just seems so appropriate to not like them and to kind of feel quite entrenched in the not liking, like how dare they ruin the mosquitoes and the biting flies, how dare they ruin this perfect place. And it's just, you know, it's, but my having an unfriendly relationship with the flies doesn't help the flies and it doesn't help me and it doesn't make them stop biting me. It's just this tightness. It's just an unnecessary suffering. It's not a generous way to be. It's not a wise or even functional way to be. So in our own little laboratory of our 40-minute sit or whatever, we just we can explore with an open mind, is friendliness functional in all times, in all ways, in all circumstances? So just in the little relatively simple laboratory of our 40-minute sit, we can just explore. And then can we keep the friendliness in mind and as we're keeping that way of being, that way of relating, that we're calling friendliness or metta, loving kindness, as we're keeping in mind, can we feel how it has a source? Like, I personally don't have to generate that kindness. There's an upwelling that's just part of what it is to be aware, to be present. So you see if you can notice how the upwelling of that friendliness is there and it's not running out, it doesn't run out. And then the more we get interested in that quality of upwelling, it keeps showing up, then really sense it as a kind of radiance, uh, generosity in all directions. It isn't even about the particular thing you're being friendly with, because that friendliness, that love goes out in all directions. And then the last step is just learning to abide. So instead of any sense of me doing the friendliness, it's more like becoming this radiant, beautiful, wholesome friendliness. So it, it feels very effortless in that, let's call it the final stage, or the final blooming of the capacity to be friendly. Okay? So take a little bit of time, adjust your posture so you'll be comfortable sitting for about 40 minutes, whatever you need to do. 
And in a kind and generous way, you might want to take some satisfying breaths in and out. It's not so much we're imposing this deep breathing on the body, but we're just inviting the body itself to take some satisfying in and out breaths in a way that actually feels good or is actually satisfying for the body. And of course, we have all the time we need to take a couple of these longer, satisfying breaths in and out in a way that feels good in the body. It's a gift in a way to the body to let it breathe in a way that feels good. And so the mind is simply aware of what it feels like to be breathing in a satisfying way. So maybe one more of these longer, deeper, satisfying breaths in and out. And eventually just trusting the body to continue breathing in a easy, natural way that doesn't require any mental oversight at all. And we can begin our metta, our loving kindness, friendliness practice by just being grateful of the bodily, the bodily intelligence. Grateful to be able to sit here In a very real way, the body is the expression of so much natural intelligence. The continuation of this process of evolution and so much millions of years of learning, of evolutionary learning Just appreciating this particular expression of nature that is the body in the same way we would really appreciate the beauty of a big old tree or a beautiful bed of moss or wild animal. Just appreciate the feeling of the skin, the structure of the skeleton, the amazing pumping heart, the lungs, the fire of the digestion system, the electrical nervous system that can sense so much, eyes that see, nose that smells, And you can, if it feels right, you can just offer a simple 
phrase of love to the body, kindness. I care about this amazing, resilient body. Care enough to be close and willing to feel what's here to feel. And I care enough to, just in a simple way, offer good wishes to this living body. May this body be healthy and at ease in this life. May this body be healthy and at ease. And perhaps feeling the simple kindness, friendliness welling up, that authentic movement of kindness toward the body, toward the moment, toward the chair or the floor you're sitting on, and the space around you, care about this life, appreciate the room, I appreciate all my dear ones, my friends and family, see who comes to mind. care enough to allow this heart to be touched, care enough to send out this friendly, benevolent wish. May all beings, my friends, acquaintances, all beings, even the challenging, difficult ones. May all beings be at ease in their lives. May all beings live their lives with ease. And using memories or mental images, using phrases or reflections until this quality of welling up, this generosity of the heart is very clear. And then let that be the object of your meditation, that welling up of friendliness, or you could call it the inclusivity of friendliness, the heart that says, yes, this too. This also belongs here and now. The heart has room for this too. This person, this situation, this thing. Yes. Until we can feel this radiance going out everywhere in every way, this boundless 
generosity of friendliness and then learning to abide, rest, trust and ultimately be this love this generous and spacious and undying love So let you practice in silence now for a while and then I'll review the instructions in about 15 minutes.
initially we make whatever effort is needed to arouse this emotion or attitude of kindness, friendliness. And then as it's aroused, then we notice it's generous, it's welling up. We're tuning in to how love is bottomless. It isn't really about the particular person we're thinking of. It has a radiant, generous quality that we can learn to keep in mind. Although it's subtle, so it takes some practice to go from the arousing of kindness to feeling the welling up, to feeling the radiant, generous in every direction, in every way, and then learning to rest back, to trust and abide, or you could say to be the love. And in that later stage, you may not need a mental image, you might need me- not need memory or a phrase, So it might just be a silent abiding. Really trust the capacity to rest in love as a gift, a healing gift to yourself and a healing gift all around.
So remember when you need an object to arouse the love, the kindness, and friendliness, then bring to mind some objects, some people, beings, use phrases if needed. So then it becomes obvious this heart is capable of kindness and friendliness, because here it is.
So if this friendly heart is no longer aroused, then be willing to make whatever effort is needed to arouse the quality of friendliness and kindness. Use your memories, any mental image or reflection that reminds you that this heart is capable of this ordinary friendliness. And then tune into the generosity of this attitude, this upwelling of love. It's very simple, but it's a, in a sense, it's a visceral opening, a visceral including that can be realized or felt right here in the heart. And then let that upwelling mature so that it's felt as a radiance everywhere and every way. It's not specific to what we use to arouse it, but the love goes out everywhere. More of a universal, inclusive friendliness. And then the last part is practicing resting here, trusting it, becoming this love, being this generous, radiant friendliness. Just remembering the pieces of our reflection. When you need to, just take the time to arouse the friendliness. Bring to mind a mental image, a memory, use a phrase, until once again you feel that this heart right here, right now, is capable of loving of being friendly and kind. And once it's aroused, then notice the generous quality of that attitude, a welling up, a giving away of the kindness. And notice it has a boundless, radiant quality, more and more inclusive So it isn't dependent on whatever we use to arouse the kindness. It's willing to go out everywhere in every way. And the last part is to learn to rest in that love, to trust it, to abide, and in a sense to become the kindness and friendliness itself. this boundless love. 
that says yes, yes, yes to everything that comes and goes. The Buddha describes this state of abiding in metta, loving-kindness, as a liberation of the heart. Because in these moments, the heart is liberated from the constricting effects of fear and aversion. So you can actually notice the absence of fear and aversion now. And notice that that absence of fear and aversion is this radiant and generous, beautiful heart. 
It's really a gift all around to oneself and to all. And the Buddha offered these words as a way of practicing, I will abide, pervading all quarters with this heart imbued with love, friendliness, above, below, all around, everywhere and every way, I will abide. pervading this all-encompassing world with friendliness, generous, abundant, boundless, free from all fear and aversion, I will abide. And remember, even if there are places where the heart says no, we throw somebody out of our heart or some situation, it's too much, too painful. That's okay. That's natural. That happens. So can we be friendly when that happens? when our heart closes or reacts with aversion. Oh, honey, I care about that too. I care about this aversion. And metta, love, knows how to include that too. Sometimes it's like this. And I care. You belong too. This heart of metta is liberating precisely because it knows how to meet every and all moments. In this way, metta can 
compassion, appreciative joy, equanimity. Such a functional way to be relating. It really works. A heart that's willing to connect, willing to be present. A heart that doesn't need the moment to be different than it is. This is what the Brahma Viharas, these divine abodes, this is what they allow for. this generous and inclusive presence. Just take another three or four minutes in silence.
This talk, like all programs at Common Ground, is offered freely in the spirit of generosity. To learn more about Common Ground and its programs, or if you would like to donate, please visit our website, www.commongroundmeditation.org. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.